she was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and we've made it to March. It's March 1st, everybody. I don't know why February is the shortest, but somehow the longest month of the year, but we have made it to March. Uh, and we celebrated our amazing Black Broads the last month, and so we're moving forward. But instead of going back to my series on crazy women, I have to tell you, the material was getting me a little down. <laughs> so I am going to take a little break from that series or continue the break from the crazy series. I'm going to wrap it up in a little bit, I promise you. But for now, I want to bring a few different broads from various different interests and livelihoods to shake it up a little bit. Give us something something fresh perspective. So I've got a great broad for you today um, who was brought to me or suggested to me by Mr. Joe Lex. You might remember that name. Joe was a guest here on the podcast a while back now, Joe. Um, and he brought us that amazing episode on Ernesta Drinker, aka Commando Mary. Great episode if you haven't listen to that one, you should dial that back up. Um, but Joe often sends me um, broads that he thinks belong on this podcast. Um, and I have, I still have a long list for him to cover, but this broad is from his list and she is fantastic. And I am very excited to bring her to you today. Her name is Dottie Frazier. Um, she is local to California. She was born in Long Beach and died in Long Beach. Spoiler alert, she's not alive. Um, she passed away very recently, actually, in, in 2022. Um, but her story is super interesting. Um, so I'm just going to start at the beginning like I usually do. Dorothy Adele Ryder was born on July 16th, 1922 in Long Beach, California. Her dad was named Francis and her, his, uh, her mom was Laura. Um, and they lived a block away from the Pacific Ocean. If you aren't familiar with Los Angeles and Long Beach, which is south of Los Angeles proper, um, it's right on the water. Some of the best seafood I've ever had um, comes from that area. Um, her dad owned a lot of sailboats and motorboats. And from a very, very young age, he brought Dottie out on the water, even when she was a toddler, when she was a little baby. Her parents ended up getting divorced when she was three, and she ends up going to live with her dad for several years, apparently, on a 28-foot yawl. That's Y-A-W-L. For those of you who, like me, aren't whizzes on boat ocean-related things, a yawl is a type of sailboat. It has two masts. One of the masts hangs over the water in the back, kind of like a back fin, and it kind of looks like when you look at it. Um, in her autobiography, Dottie said, quote, I managed to fall overboard at least once a day, but Dad said I did it on purpose whenever he said, no, you may not go in the water. <laughs> um, along with her dad, her grandparents and aunts also helped to take care of her, but it was her dad who initially 
nudged her towards diving. And this is what she ends up being really good at and famous for. Um, as the story goes, when she's just six years old, her and her dad have the yawl anchored off Catalina Island, also off the Southern California coast. And her dad calls her over and he asks her, hey, can you go get this coffee pot I just dropped into the water while I was cleaning it accidentally? It's 15 feet down, 15, 15, under 15 feet of water. And he said, I, I, you know, I can't get it myself. I have a bad cold. I need you to do it. And Dottie was already a very good swimmer at six years old, but she had never gone down 15 feet, which, you know, that's kind of far. Like, I think I've tried, you know, I've gone down to the bottom of the deep end of the pool, which is, you know, 12 to 15. And, you know, it's, it's kind of far for six years old. But her dad's cheering her on and she makes the dive and she gets the coffee pot back. Um, in her book, Dottie said, quote, it wasn't too long after that dive that I was making dives at depths I couldn't believe picking up shells and salvaging things. And then my dad gave me some spears. So in addition to, uh, I guess he like homemade these masks and fins for her. Um, and then he gives her these fishing spears and she gets really good at spear fishing. So she goes into the water to fish and she's diving for lobster and abalone and and she literally would like catch their dinner. And sometimes she'd even like take orders from their neighbors. People would also hire her to like fetch their wallets and other things that they drop in the water. And she became like known for this in the area. And Dottie was so good that naturally she starts teaching diving. So she officially becomes a, a, a skin diving instructor in 1940. Um, and then two years after that, she ends up we have like a kind of like a little pause, a turn in her career for a few years because she qualifies um, as an aircraft mechanic and she starts working at Douglas Aircraft Factory. So that sounds weird, right? Like why would you be diving, doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you go to an aircraft factory? Well, listeners, um, if you'll recall, um, 1942 would be right in the middle of World War II. So there was a huge war effort going on, um, and she wanted to be a part of that. She wanted to help. So she was working at the Douglas Aircraft Factory. She was the only woman in her department of 40 people. Um, so that job ends. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm not clear as to whether this story comes before or after the factory, but apparently at one point um, she was looking for work, and, and a friend of her dad's, so her dad's very connected in, in the, the boating, fishing industry. He knows all these people. And uh, a friend of his was a fishing boat skipper, and he needed a new deckhand. Um, and he was like a little hesitant. You know, her, obviously her dad suggested Dottie, and he was like a little bit hesitant to bring a woman on board. Um, and, and like, she kind of knew that was going to be the case. So when they first meet, she wears all these bulky clothes and a hat and like, and he agrees to give her the position. So she gets the job and she begins traveling with these, these people. And what these people do is that they are hunting sharks off the coast of Mexico. So they harpoon the sharks and they gut them. And apparently they use the organs for like medicines and things like that. Um, so Dottie's on the ship. She's having a great time. She's, this is her shit, right? She loves to do it. And apparently one day she's spearfishing away from the boat 
And she looks over and she notices there's this huge great white shark that's circling the boat. And then suddenly the shark notices her too. Yikes! And the shark starts swimming straight at Dottie. And in an act of like, I don't, I only understand this to be sheer madness. Dottie swims toward the shark too. And as they get really close, she like charges at its mouth and she startles the shark. And the shark takes evasive action and like ducks away. And Dottie bought herself just enough time to get back to the boat and climbs up on, uh, climbs up to the deck and is like laying there on the deck panting and freaking out. But she made it. She was all right. But she was scared shitless because that was a great white shark coming right at you. Um, Dottie also has a story about another, a separate time um, where that a seal, this like giant seal wants the fish that she had just fished, that she had just speared. And this big seal slams into her and breaks four of her ribs. Um, she like, these stories all come from various different times. I think of her life. I don't quite have the exact timeline of when these events happened, but she was just generically a badass. All these stories. Um, another time she had broken her leg snow skiing, which also happens in California. <laughs> um, and she like made herself a special wetsuit that had like an ankle to chest zipper so that she could be like kind of rolled into it and she could keep diving even though she had a broken leg. Um, so she was kind of like designing her own wetsuits and shit. Um, I've kind of glossed a little bit over her personal life. She does, Dottie does have like an outside life outside of diving. She, um, after she graduates high school, she gets married once and then twice, both of those end in divorce. Um, and she has a couple kids. Um, and then her third marriage sticks, uh, and they end up being together the rest of her life. And that's, this is over a long period of time of kind of consolidating information. Um, but they, they, um, she and her husbands do have a few kids and this particular anecdote I thought was, was pretty funny. Um, that apparently she loved diving so much that even when she like first became a mom with like a newborn, she couldn't stop spending long hours in the water. She just loved spending time in the water and diving. And she said, uh, in, in her book, she said, quote, one friend of mine had a flag that she would wave when she needed me to come back to shore to breastfeed my youngest son. <laughs> so she'd be like out there diving. She has no idea what time it is. Her friend's watching her, her kid and then her friend would wave her in. I thought that was so funny. Um, so most, most of what we talked about up to this point is, is her skin diving, right? She's holding a breath or she's got, you know, uh, like snorkel, a snorkel or I don't know what, I don't even know what to call all the equipment. But then in the early 1950s, there's this new breakthrough diving technique that's coming into the spotlight. And that is scuba, scuba diving. We've all heard of scuba diving. Um, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I don't know where I remember that acronym from, but I, I remember that that's what it stands for. Um, so Dottie recalls that when scuba gear first became available initially, she was like really unimpressed with it. She said, quote, I thought it was for sissies, for people who couldn't hold their breath long enough to catch their dinner. <laughs> I feel like Dottie and I would have been friends. Um, but eventually she warms up to scuba and the equipment. 
Um, and in 1955, when she's 33, um, she at this point she's gotten good at scuba, and she decides to enroll um, in an in a scuba underwater instructor certification course so she could teach scuba diving right so she sends in the check for uh, to pay for the class um, and she gets a letter back from them saying that the course was for men only Dottie of course was not very happy about that and she calls up her fellow diver friend named Jim Christensen and she tells him what's going on and at the end of the story he asks well did they return your check and Dottie said, quote, when I told him, no, they had not, he just said, just be ready. I'm picking you up. And he picks her up and takes her to the class. And Dottie takes the class. She ends up in the class. I'm not quite clear on the details there. If there was like coercion or maybe he knew the instructor. I have no idea. But she ends up getting to take the class. Um, she said, quote, there was considerable mumbling and grumbling from the other students all males, end quote. But Dottie persists through it all, and she graduates with top grades and earns her scuba instructor certification. And she becomes um, what, what I think is the first woman to be certified to teach scuba diving in the United States. Um, and then naturally, after she gets her certificate, Dottie wants to make good use of the certification. And so she starts advertising her scuba lessons at dive shops. Um, but she doesn't put her full name. She says D. Frazier. She doesn't, she doesn't even say Dottie. She says D. Frazier. And she gets a bite. These eight doctors sign up for her class. I, I guess they must have been friends or a club or something. Um, and they request it to take place at a pool at one of the doctor's homes, naturally, as, as doctors are. Um, and Dottie said, quote, after I rang the doorbell at the address that I was given, the door was opened by a very nice looking man who politely asked, well, what can I do for you, young lady? I answered, I'm here to teach a scuba class. Oh, no, I'm sure there must be a big mistake. I'm sure the others in the class would agree we wouldn't want to take lessons from a woman, end quote. And Dottie's like, just give me a chance, you know, see how you like the first part of it. And if you don't want to continue, you don't have to. And the men confer for like 30 minutes. They like put their heads together to decide if they can be taught by a woman. Um, and they finally said, all right, we'll give her a chance. We'll give her a chance. Um, and let's just say they came back for part two, the scuba diving, because she was so great. She was such a great teacher. And Dottie would go on in her life to train more than 2,000 scuba divers. Amazing. Um, she also kept diving. She didn't just teach. She was still diving uh, on the reg for other stuff. And at one point, um, she is diving to a depth of 120 feet because they're exploring a World War II bomber that had crashed into the Pacific. Um, and apparently, uh, her watch broke when she was underwater and she spent too much time down there. And as she's ascending to the surface, she gets the bends. Um, and she says, quote, I ended up at the hospital and hemorrhaged. My hands were totally numb. You could prick me with a pin and I couldn't feel anything. I thought, or they thought I was going to die rather. Um, but apparently the medical staff at this military facility that she was at 
They refuse to let her use the hyperbaric chamber, which is supposed to help you with the bends, help you get through the bends faster. Um, and they said, quote, it was all in my mind that I was a girl and girls don't get the bends. And uh, Dottie later said that it would take two years for her body to get back to normal. Quote, the doctor said that my recovery was pure luck, end quote. Um, man, like she, obviously she's been a badass her whole life. All these stories we're telling, and then she still has to deal with all of this sexist bullshit <laughs> at the hospital. It is still mind blowing to me, even though I know, you know, it was the fifties and sixties and, and that's how it was. Um, the struggle was real and it's still real today, but, uh. Uh, in addition to her work as a scuba, in, in scuba instructor, um, Dottie also was a member of the Women Divers Hall of Fame. She also ran a dive shop called Penguin Dive in Long, uh, in Long Beach for 15 years, um, starting in, back in the 1950s, so more towards the beginning of the story. And she also, like I said, uh, or I mentioned a little bit, that she designed and, and she also sold wetsuits and dry suits. Um, she was inducted to the divers, the Women Divers Hall of Fame in 2000. Um, and she, at the time, was still living in the same house a block from the ocean that she bought in 1940 in Long Beach. And even into her 80s and 90s, she was playing racquetball and billiards. And she was going zip lining. She was like in a motorcycle club. She, she had all these motorcycles that she loved to ride. Um... And people would ask her, like, how you're so vibrant at like you're so old, but you're so vibrant. You're so active doing all this stuff. And she said, quote, a lot of the original divers have made it to a great age. Being underwater does things to your spirit, end quote. Um, but then, of course, she does eventually die on February 8th, 2022 at her home in Long Beach, a block from the beach. And she was 99 years old. Now that is a broad we should know. Dottie Frazier, the first woman to be certified as a scuba instructor in the United States. To learn more about Dottie Frazier and pictures of her and other quotes from this story, you should know is produced by me sarah gorski and edited by chloe sky with original music by darren callahan finally if you really enjoyed this story about Dottie frazier then i highly recommend you check out a few of our other broads who are athletic adventurers including wilma rudolph billy jean king our 2021 olympics broads and annie edson taylor who went over niagara falls in a barrel See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.